in that passage from Deuteronomy that Wes read for us, we're getting the start, the feeling of understanding the extent of God's love, but not so much just that God tells us how much will come upon us, but God gives us this decree of sorts that we need to enter in to understand God's love in a way. And so as we heard those, uh, those words from Deuteronomy, the odd thing about it, it wasn't really an invitation into understanding God's love at that point. There was nothing about uh, hearing that God saying, if, it, if it's convenient for you today, you might want to consider these options. Or if you're having a particularly good day, this would be a time that you might consider uh, understanding what it means to serve the Lord. Instead, Wes started reading for us and it said, so now Israel, what does the Lord your God, what? Require of you. This was no request. This was not a when you might get around to it. This is what the Lord requires of you. Because I think until we understand that these are requirements, we may not fully insert ourselves into this. And so here are the things that God is requiring of us. Only, I like the way in our English translation it has, this is all we're asking you, only these few simple things. Fear the Lord, walk in the ways of God, love God, serve the Lord, keep the commandments of the Lord. Oh, that's it. That's pretty simple stuff. That's all we're asked to do. No, this is really extensive. God is asking for all of us to enter in to be a part of this because when that happens, then we'll feel like we're finally we're finally immersed enough into knowing all of the things that God would want to do for us that we could possibly have the chance of reaching out to do them for another. So as God gives us these requirements and goes on and talks about them a little bit, then we hear at the end of that passage what we are supposed to do because God executes justice for the orphan and the widow and loves the stranger, providing them food and clothing, so now you, you shall also love the stranger. We are to love the stranger. And that, that word stranger, of course, in the Old Testament, we would look at that now and say, who's ever on the outside, who's ever been made to feel like they're less, lesser than they should be, whoever's ever felt excluded, those are the strangers. Those are the very people that God is impressing upon us to reach out to. And so as a part of we do in the ministry here at Bethany Lutheran Church is we're, as, as much as we know, we're a part of the people who are here, our, our education classes, even our worship and so forth. We also know there are times there are going to people that just feel like they're outside of us. Those are the people who are a part of our outreach ministry. Those are the people we look to serve because God is calling us to reach out to them, to reach beyond ourselves or our own circles to make sure that God's love is known in places beyond us. And to be honest, there are times when I would say it is actually easier to reach out with God's love than it is to reach out with my own. 
because I know that my own love would be, would be trapped in a little bit by some of my own, my own biases. My, my, the, the things that would put a barrier to between me and others would feel like sometimes they can build a wall and I might feel closed in on myself if it were all up to my love. But God wants us to reach out with the very love of God. It's a love that breaks through any barriers that I could ever build, that breaks through anything that would work to separate one from another. God's love has a way of carrying through that. And so I realized that I'm supposed to be an instrument of God's love, not just my own. And to be honest, there are people who would much rather receive God's love than receive mine. They'd really much rather know that this love is coming from something bigger, even something from beyond me, to know that it is somehow poured into their lives. And in the midst of that then, it changes the equation for why I reach out. Because I realize that I am not called to reach out to make myself seem more worthy. I am not called to serve my neighbor so that somehow I feel more worthy before God. I'm called to serve my neighbor because they deserve to be served. I'm called to serve my neighbor because God's love needs to be extended to them. And so when I take myself out of the equation and simply put God into the equation, now I find that I'm really serving God in a way that pleases God rather than thinking that God is pleased with me. So that's a part of what I realize I'm called to bring to the world. I'm not supposed to teach people about how worthy I am I'm supposed to simply show people how loving God is. And when I can do that, I realize that I'm actually creating a difference in the world and, and maybe even a little bit in myself along the way because I'm called to be, to be somehow living out the requirements that God has set before me. And then when I hear uh, when I hear Jesus come and give this parable, I realize that I enter into the parable a slightly different way. I don't enter, enter into the parable saying, ooh, man, I gotta be on the sheep side, you know? I gotta make sure I'm at God's right hand in all of this, because it's about me then. I simply realize I'm called to reach out to extend God's love, but, this can get tricky because some of you have probably heard at times that you should always reach out and help somebody in need because you may unknowingly be entertaining angels or even Jesus himself. So I reach out if I think, oh, I'm reaching out with this love just in case this person who I'm reaching out to might just happen to be Jesus in disguise. That's not what I want to do. I want to reach out to a person in need because they're a person in need. If my only motivation is to reach out and extend God's love to somebody because it might just be an angel or Jesus in disguise, it's all about me again. And God never asked me 
to make it about me. God asked me in a way to simply let this cycle continue. This cycle started when I learned about God's love. And when I learned about God's love, I realized that that was a love that was not meant to be, to me, contained in me, but rather that God's love, the more I knew about it, would be extended out to somebody else. Because what will happen in that is they will learn something else about God's love. Because if they only know about my love, it'll end. But if they know something about God's love, if something about God's love becomes a part of their life, then what will happen with it is you can't close it in. You can't hold it to yourself. Because when God's love starts coming into you, it creates something in you and it causes you to reach out with that love and to share it with another. And now they've just learned about God's love and the cycle continues. I also know this. There are times when I'm just not feeling God's love. It's just, you know, it's one of those days or, or, or weeks, hopefully just days, uh, that that might happen. And I realize I don't really feel like I have love to share because when I'm not feeling it, I realize I again made it about me. And so when I feel like that cycle is just not working, what God would say to me is, reach out and show my love. That's what God would say. Reach out and show my love. And even when I'm not feeling it, God's feeling it. Even when I don't feel like extending love, God believes that I should extend love. And when that happens, when I reach out, it's like I'm re-engaged in that cycle. I learned something else about God's love. Somebody else learned something about God's love. And the cycle continues. No love, show love. No love, show love. Say it seven times real fast, whenever you're not feeling it, and re-engage yourself knowing this, that the love you show is not intended to make you worthy. The love you show is intended to let people know that God is loving. For that, and for that alone, I will reach out with love to the stranger. Amen.